0: When the writing's on the wall People usually take heed But when love gets involved Then all of a sudden niggas can't read What's happening? Welcome to Tales from the Black Hand Side I am your host Keith Brown And I got a story I want to tell you This one's titled Love TKO So the year is 2006 I'm on campus at Gramlin State University And I'm in Pinchback Hall, all the way up on the 8th floor, room 825, that was my dorm. At the moment, I got my Bible draped across my chest and my phone up to my ear, having the most lovely sanctified cupcake session with my girlfriend at the time, and that should tell you just about everything you need to know about who I was in the year 2006. Now, normally. When me and my baby get off the phone We would say I love you And then eventually hang up And one of us would call right back Just to say I love you And good night one more time Right So we gets off the phone and the Phone starts ringing again And I just know It's my lady love But I, I look at the phone and it's not It's the homie Sean So I answer the phone and I said well what's good son He said man Lamel got jumped I said, nigga, what? He said, yeah, man, nigga got jumped. We out in front of the police station trying to figure out what the fuck going on. I said, all right, nigga, I'm on my way. So I throw the hoodie on, throw some sweats on, flip-flops, and I'm on my way downstairs. And I kind of already know what's happened, right? See, Lamel was dating, at the time, one of the other homies' sister. And we've known for about a week that her baby daddy was headed to Grambling right? And was aware of their relationship So I know my way to the police station quite well On account of the fact that if you ordered pizza on campus You had to go pick it up at the police station They wasn't delivering to dorms no more Because Well I ain't gonna get into no family business about why But that was just the case Anyway If memory serves me well We was about six deep Outside the police station. So I walk up. I said, man, what the fuck is going on, y'all? What happened to mail? Niggas tell me, yeah, man. Niggas ran down on him in his room. Roommate wasn't there. The words got exchanged. A scuffle ensued. And he got beat up pretty good. I said, them niggas? What you mean? Niggas tell me, yeah, it was the baby daddy and his cousin. He came down with him. Mind you, these niggas ain't locals. They're from New Jersey. They don't know their way around campus. So... After a while, it got real quiet, and I asked the obvious question, how did they know where Lamelle stayed? Niggas looking around, kind of just, oh man, that's a good question, and I'm like, oh nigga, I know. So, as the obvious dawns on everybody else, here comes Lamelle out the back. I'm looking into the eyes of a man who has probably been through a few things from Anchorage, Alaska, but he ain't never had his ass beat. Behind fucking with somebody else baby mama. So it's got this disheveled and and confused look on his face. So I ask him, I say, Bro, you good? Said, uh, well my my head hurts a little bit and kinda shaking up. Said uh you be straight, bro. It happened to the best of us. That should have never happened to me, but hey, it happens to the best of us. So we standing out just cracking jokes. It's about twelve thirty. And then out comes her. She walks up. Hugs him. She's crying. Super emotional. I'm so sorry this happened to you. And all this other bullshit. And as the tears roll down her face. And she's super emotional. She's almost shaking at this point. And the only thing on my mind. Is the fact that she's having this kind of emotional response. To setting my homeboy up to get jumped. Because. Nothing else makes sense. Than she told him. Where my nigga stayed. So that kinda did something to me about the way women operate. But we all walk back to the, you know our respective rooms and we go to his room first and look at the scene of the crime and it's blood all over the floor. Not a lot, just a few spots, but it's noticeable. Furniture thrown all over the place, so we clean it up, help my nigga put the pieces back together. So As I'm moving some stuff around, I noticed the switchblade that he's been annoyingly playing with for the past week in the calf. And just on account of the fact that we don't allow traumatic events to get in the way of a good joke. I looked at him and I says, well, nigga, I guess this shit didn't come in handy. Everybody busts out laughing. So he he ha ha niggas going back to their rooms because it's about one o'clock in the morning at this point. Niggas had to get up and go to class. So he walks me back to my room. We having a deep spiritual and philosophical conversation About all that shit that's happening Cause I'm like the spiritual and moral compass of the group And I'm just playing my role Trying to help my nigga talk through this shit So we get to the front of my dorm And this nigga look at me dead in my eye And say well You know I guess I'm just looking for a sign from God For you know what I'm supposed to do next In terms of the relationship And I just laughed And I, I, I like a uh, I pitied him in the moment because he didn't know no better. And I said, bro, do you see this big ass lump that's upside your head? That's the sign from God that the sign you've been looking for. There it is right there. Okay. so please take heed. Now, the irony in all this is that I didn't take heed to my own advice. I didn't get slapped upside the head with a hammer, but I did go on to love and find myself perpetually unhappy because of my connection to a woman. And I made all the excuses in the world when the writing was on the wall that said simply leave her ass alone. So, moral of the story really ain't got nothing to do with relationships, right? No, see the moral is the more time you spend paying attention the less time you will spend paying dues. This has been Tales from the Black Hand Side. Thank you for listening. Please stay tuned because I'm just getting started. Peace.